0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.
1: This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. For nearly a decade... This is how listeners have been greeted every weekday morning.
0: This is St. Louis Public Radio News. I'm Wayne Pratt. Attorneys for a man convicted That's of That's my a colleague, Wayne Pratt.
1: This past Friday was his last day as morning news anchor and as host of St. Louis Public Radio's podcast The Gateway. After a national search, Wayne was promoted and as of today, he's our station's broadcast operations manager. <laughs> Wayne, thanks for being here, and congratulations on this new position. Well,
0: thank you very much. I appreciate it.
1: So, Wayne, in the last week, I learned something about you, mm. and that is you've never been a morning person. No. Is that true?
0: No, <laughs> never. Uh, and I've had a few positions in this this career field where I've done mornings or even done overnights. I prefer mornings to overnights, but um, it's just not a thing that agrees with me.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> so how did you get through it?
0: Um, Adjusting sleep times. Um, the, the big thing on this job was uh, changing diet and uh, implementing an exercise routine. Mm. That really helped me get through it, helped me keep my mind clear, helped me uh, feel like I was actually on top of things when, in the past, when I've had these hours, I was just done all day. But mm. this one worked out a bit
1: better. Okay. So walk us through what a typical day was like for you as morning newscaster.
0: Well, I would wake up sometime between 2.30 and 3 in the morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, The alarm was set for 3. Usually I'd wake up before the alarm because I was paranoid about missing it. In the past (laughs) couple of days, I woke up (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) Um, And then it just depended on how I was feeling that morning as to what time I would actually get into the station physically to do the job. Mm-hmm. Um, some mornings, I felt great as soon as I woke up and I got in here a little earlier. Other mornings, I'm just dragging. And Mike Schrand is texting me saying, uh, are you OK? Where <laughs> are you? You're not in yet. But came in, hit all the deadlines, and, and made it all work.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, this was your first day, or is your first day, that is, as broadcast operations manager. So you're presumably on a more normal schedule. You said you, you've woken up the past couple of days, though, um, on that other schedule. What are you going to be doing to adjust? Will you just exercise at different times or start introducing different things into your diet again?
0: I've been thinking a lot about that, have not come to any conclusions. Uh Um, A note about waking up early the last two mornings, I did manage to get back to sleep. So that's a positive right there. Um, I'm still learning the ins and outs of this new job. There's a lot I need to learn. And until I feel like I have a pretty good handle on it, Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to affect other parts of my life other than my wife and I will get our evenings back to go do stuff instead of me going to bed at 7 or 8 at night.
1: Well, that's fantastic. I want to hear a little bit about your experiences hosting Morning newscasts. You started at St. Louis Public Radio in June of 2014. What was it that made St. Louis the place that you wanted to be?
0: Uh, My wife's job, to be 100% correct. We Mm -hmm. moved here because she landed a position at a sorority based in town and country. Um, So we knew for a while that we were coming here and I started looking for a job, contacted a couple of people, told me to get a hold of Bill Rack, who was working at the station at the time because St. Louis Public Radio was expanding at that time. Uh, Got in touch with Bill liked what he heard, Mm -hmm. and he hired me for it. So I wouldn't say coming here ended up being the career path. It was more of a family decision that ended up working out very well.
1: Okay, which is relatable for for many people, regardless of what industry or sector they're working in. And you had said that you were not a morning person, and you now get your evenings back with your wife. But was there something that was attractive about the schedule that you had to keep as a, a morning newscaster?
0: It really worked for my family for those years. When we moved here, our daughter was just going into high school, uh, and she uh, had no interest in driving for a long time. Mm. So it it enabled me to... Be there to pick her up or drive her somewhere after school or do aspects such as that, be there for her extracurricular activities. And then when she went to college in Peoria, Illinois, same thing. There was flexibility there in order to work around uh, my daughter's schedule and my wife's schedule sometimes during the day, too. It would help her out since I would have afternoons off.
1: Yeah. Now, you began your job here again in June 2014. It was an interesting time. It was just a couple months before Michael Brown Jr. was fatally shot by Ferguson police officer Darren Wilson. And it was also less than a year after St. Louis Public Radio merged with the nonprofit online news site, The Beacon. Wayne, 10 years later, what is it that stands out to you about the timing of your arrival here?
0: Well, I can't think of the right word, but 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 it, it was such uh, an event that that happened later that year uh, that you just don't anticipate that. And you try to go on every morning. You try to send alert. You try to sound succinct. And we had a lot of stories and a lot of reporters out at that time covering every possible angle you can think of. And I really took it seriously that it was my job to boil all this down into something that was easily understandable and relatable for our audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like to think I achieved that. Uh, Nobody in-house complained about what I was doing, so I guess I did. Uh, That's the big thing that sticks out with me, uh, was making sure that the newscasts were complete, coherent, concise, and understandable. Mm.
1: And I do remember as a listener, and someone new also arrived in June of 2014, (laughs) new hearing you then, Um, insofar as the merger is concerned, Doubled the size of this station. Is that something that you feel um, was it a benefit to you coming in as a as a transplant from Indianapolis?
0: Probably a double-edged sword. There, um, it, it obviously increased our, our news gathering capabilities, our, our journalistic capabilities, but there were some growing pains because in that merger we brought a lot of people on who did not have radio experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there would be times I would hit the audio for a cut in the middle of a newscast and it would be silence. And that's because if you don't have the right setting and all this kind of stuff, sure, sure. things get a little funky. And that went on for a while. Eventually, people grew into it. But it, it was it was a frustrating time for me as a, an old-time radio person mm-hmm. at the beginning to, to mm-hmm. wrap my head around exactly what was going on. But then I got to know the people who were doing this, and you'd understand, oh, okay, I I know what's going on now. Let's calm down and just get us through this.
1: Okay. And then speaking to that background, tell us a little bit more about you. How was it that you got your start in radio and in news?
0: I got started in high school at my hometown radio station. I grew up in a town of about 8,000 people, Mm -hmm. uh, Renfrew, Ontario, Canada, so the Chamber of Commerce may be cutting me a check right now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, through the high school program, I got in it because I wanted to be the next Dick Clark.
1: Oh. There was a big
0: problem with that. I stink as a DJ. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> the powers that be at the station there kind of moved me into the news and sports vein of everything, and that oh. kind of worked and kind of took. And then the career just kind of springboarded from there to you know Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, another small town in Ontario, Toronto, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. The list goes on.
1: Okay. Well, that gives us some insight into some of the the work that you did as a morning newscaster, which was. Uh, in addition to that, you were a senior correspondent, and that means you got to cover news stories. And It seems like when you gravitated toward sports coverage, uh, not of that daily score of variety, but the human interest and slice of life stories. Why is that?
0: Uh, well, gravitating to sports, I've always been a sports fan, but when you look at everything we do here, um, you try to think, where could I help out the best? And after a few years, that seemed to be the good fit for me. so mm-hmm. so it wasn't a strategy. It was just I, I want to do what I can to help the overall effort, and that's that's kind of where I landed. Um, when I would be assigned to cover Cardinals playoff games, and, you know, it's the playoffs, you go down, the manager comes out, says a few things. The players come out, say a few things. I didn't do that. I went around after the game was over and found the people who were still there a half hour afterwards because those are usually, the people that have the best stories. They just don't want to leave the ballpark. And I found people came up from Georgia, people came in from Maryland, people who, you know, grew up watching the Cardinals here. Uh, that will really stick with me, With me, uh, having those people share their stories about about just going to Cardinals games. And that's kind of the approach I tried to take to everything I did with the sports reporting.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we will be looking forward to what you do with the way that the, the station sounds and how it feels to all the people who are used to hearing you on the air. They'll just hear your work in a different way.
0: We hope so. Yeah. No pressure there. We're looking (laughs) forward to it. So
1: thanks. (laughs) Wayne Pratt, as of today, is St. Louis Public Radio's broadcast operations manager and now the former morning news anchor uh, who hosted morning newscasts here for nearly a decade. And like me, a Canadian. So Wayne (laughs) Pratt, thank you for being here. (laughs) Episodes of St. Louis on the Air are available wherever you get your podcasts. And as Wayne Pratt says,
0: We have a website. There's news on it. (laughs) stlpr.org.
1: St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Thank you for listening. I'm Elaine Shaw.
0: executive producer is Alex Hoyer.
1: St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group.
1: Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air?